the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Thank you for tolerance and listening to me. Appreciate <laughs> very much. <laughs> Hopefully nobody feels that way. I'm not I'm not thanking anybody for tolerating me. Y'all are lucky. Lucky to have me back tonight on this hump day. That's what I'm telling myself anyway. Glad to have I am glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I had a super great time talking to Peter Navarro about his book last hour. I could have kept him on uh, and chatted with him for days. I, I just love getting gossip and the inside scoop and hearing all these stories from inside. Can't wait to read his book. Um, but joining me now, it, it, rolling into even more fun tonight, is my dear friend Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows. And he joins me now like he does every Wednesday night. Hello, my dear. Rock and roll, dynamite. Hey, uh, Peter Navarro was saying that he ran for mayor here in San Diego back in 92 against Susan Golding. Do you remember that, Fighting Meadows? Not at all. And I follow Peter Navarro off and on throughout the I don't remember him going up. Me neither. Yeah. Now, of course, back in 92, I was I was just starting my sales career and, um, you know, but and I was still very politically minded. But at that point, I was all about trying to stop Bill Clinton from from winning in 92. I really wasn't focused on local stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't thinking about mayoral races. So I don't remember him. I do remember the name Susan Golding, but I don't remember the fact that we don't remember might be why he didn't win. You know, he just didn't didn't get the ground going. But, you know, I love what he did in the Trump White House. And and I can't wait to read his book. But, um, you know, of course, he was involved in all things related to trade and tariffs. And so he talked about how, you know, he's obviously very concerned about what's happening economically. I didn't even look at the Dow today, my dear, but the Dow got ugly today. Did it? Or or, or what's the word there? It was up a little bit. Okay. Depending upon, it was kind of mixed. But, you know, it, it has nothing to do with what's going on in the marketplace what the Dow does every day. Well, true, except that somebody, well, let me interrupt you, though, because somebody was saying today they're thinking that the Dow is going to drop down uh, to 25,000. That can't be good. Of course not, if it does that. Of course not. That means 401ks, Mm -hmm. IRAs, those investing in stocks are going to have a readjustment. And they can solve that problem, I can help them solve that problem so that they don't have that readjustment. But I'll tell you something else. The Fed raised the rate today, 75 basis points, thinking that's going to help stave off inflation. That's not the cause. The interest rates are not the cause of the inflation. And I've been sending you 
The uh, reports yeah. from Brian Westbury from First Trust, their economics, and they keep on telling you no one is addressing the real problem with inflation. The real problem is the money supply, M2. That's checking accounts and everything that has cash, money market accounts, CDs, and all that. That is the cause of real inflation. And Westbury's been talking about this for the last year and a half. Yep. And they're not addressing that. They're only using the one tool the Fed only has is interest rates, is increasing interest rates. That's not going to do it. What it is going to do is throw us into a recession, increase unemployment, and it's going to create more problems until the, the, they address the real issue is the money supply, the M2 money supply. And if you don't believe Elhoff, financial thought Dr. Dave Elhoff, listen to Powell himself, Treasury Secretary Powell, uh, or Fed Chair Powell today. Uh, Skins, please play clip six. We are taking forceful and rapid steps to moderate demand so that it comes into better alignment with supply. Our overarching focus is using our tools to bring inflation back down to our 2% goal and to keep longer-term inflation expectations well anchored. Reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below-trend growth, and there will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. Restoring price stability is essential to set the stage for achieving maximum employment and stable prices over the longer run. We will keep at it until we're confident the job is done. Wow. So um, the job uh, until the job is done. Here's how I see their, the job that they're doing. Um, they create a problem by printing money and injecting too much money into the money supply, as well as all the other supply chain issues and like the war on energy and the war on, on oil. And after they create that problem there, then they create a problem called recession and softening job market people means, you, you know, um, unemployment's going to go up. So what job has been done here? Except hurting us. I, I tell you, it, that's the whole thing. And that's what the, the people that I listen to is they're not addressing the real problem. And that, folks, the bigger the government, yep. the less of a person. And a big government is not what the founding fathers wanted. They wanted to have a small government and the power to the people and the Democrats are constantly trying to make it a bigger government so that people are dependent Mm -hmm. upon them and look at everywhere else in the world that the government took over and was a socialistic regime. And I tell you what, it's devastating what can happen there. Well, you, well, you look at the, you look at the. I don't know if you follow the story of the fifty illegal immigrants from Venezuela that DeSantis shipped up to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Venezuela. I mean, what happened there? They were one of the wealthiest countries because of their energy sector, and um, by uh, public-private partnerships and the and the government so becoming socialist and seizing means of production and overprinting money. I mean, you, you know, it's it's exactly the same playbook. 
overlooked. It's happening here in, in, in the country. You know, they were showing, we've all seen images of the streets lined with Venezuelan currency because it's worthless at that point. And we're on track for that here. And, you know, and what I want people to know, one of the reasons why I started these news you can use segments with Elhoff is that you've been warned. You know that we're looking at a recession. They're going to be raising rates. You're going to have some decisions to make. You can you can bury your head in the sand, not open up your 401k, not pay attention to what's happening to your accounts anywhere, ignore whatever, you know, your options are and just, you know, cross your fingers and pray. Or you can go, we got a recession coming. Interest rates are going up. I need to look at my portfolio and see what changes I can make. You, you got to get active. Right, Elhoff? Exactly. They need to, you need to understand there, there are strategies out there that protect you from downside movement in the mm-hmm. stock market, but give you upside potential in the stock market. There's very many strategies out there. And right now, folks, you need to protect what you have. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait around for the market to go down and then whine about, I should have done something. Yeah. Right now is the time to start to talk about protection. And we have strategies to protect you that in the worst case scenario, your portfolio goes up year to year at least 3%. Or if it goes up better than that, you get to participate in that. You look at your performance of your returns in the stock market over the last 15, 20 years. And if you were to get 3% as a floor, and then whatever the market produces as the ground going up, then you're going to find out you have much more wealth mm-hmm. than you would have had just riding out in the marketplace. Right. And if you have multiple assets, if you've got two homes or maybe if you've got one home and you're sitting on a lot of equity, you've got some options in terms of what you can do. You know, with with yes. with that equity, and um, so it's it's now is the time. it's not going to get any better. We're already inflation is already a forty year high. Uh, even if you know, even if they bring it down a little, it's going to take a while. And, it's, and there's some there's some sectors that are not going to get any better. They continue to push this green. I mean, Biden over there in the UN today. I mean, you know, it's a constant push. Um, for green energy and ban on, on gas vehicles and just, it's, it's literal insanity what's going on with our government. And, you know, the other day, today's what, Wednesday, I think on Monday, he bragged, uh, he, no, he did a 60 minutes interview with Scott Perry, I think it was on Sunday night and was asked, you know, what do you say to the American people, dude? You, inflation's at 40 year high. Oh, it just went up an inch. Just an inch. What's the problem? You know, it's just this guy is so just deranged and, you know, so out of touch. And what they're what they're wanting to do, Elhoff, too, is condition the American people into thinking, oh, well, gas is not six dollars a gallon anymore in San Diego. It's five dollars and 30 cents a gallon. This is our new normal. Right. They want us to accept this as our new normal, don't they? I tell you what, the green people are so delusion about their... The green people are delusional. I love how you said that. <laughs> the I'm green people you, are delusional. <laughs> they are delusional because, they, listen, it is not economical. When we have over 200 years of reserves of natural gas and oil, 
we can be totally independent and they want to keep on pushing these things and he's selling off and yeah and he's selling off our our reserves selling it off totally totally and the windmills don't work they wear out and they fill up our 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 uh, trash dumps with their windmill blades that are out of work and never disintegrate during our lifetimes. And you take about, you talk about the solar cells out there that they're not economical. And people don't understand this. They are not saving us money. Not only that, but he's on Sunday. They had to they had to walk it back Monday, but on Sunday he's talking about how the U.S. military will defend Taiwan if China goes in there. You know, our military has been depleted. Uh, I don't think that we. And what are we going to do going forward with our fighter jets? I mean, I, there was some meme that was going around today showing a fighter jet with the, like a, a plug hanging off the back of it, where like mid mid dog fight, it's got to like get a charge while it's in the middle of a dog fight. I mean, it was like ridiculous. I mean, it, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what you backseaters are going to have to do going forward. Y'all going to have to be the electrician who plugs in the fighter jet in the middle of a dogfight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> where are we going to plug it in? We're going to plug it into the panel hanging off the back end of the jet. <laughs> that's going to be the next. That's going to be the next Top Gun movie. Top Gun EV. Top Gun electric <laughs> electric vehicle. <laughs> 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 it's so stupid, Elhoff. All right, my man, I'm tell everybody you. how they can get a hold of you. <laughs> 619-548-0965. Folks, let's have a conversation. Yes. Because it can get crazy out there. And if you're going with the wrong ideas about how money works, I can help you have a conversation to show you and tell you how money really works. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. the government... The financial institutions, they want you to do it what they encourage you to do. Right. And Which benefits I'm them. Telling you, <laughs> there's a different way to do it, and I can help you. 619-548-0965. Thanks for being here, my dear. Thanks for the laughs, as always. All right, AK. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Speaking of laughs, I had to laugh. I laughed my hiney off at CNN's Don Lemon because he had his hiney ripped today or yesterday by a Brit after he dared to bring up reparations to her. Wait till you hear the schooling that this man got. Stay tuned. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm looking up at the monitors up here, and I don't know how Don Lemon has, he must not have any self-respect, because I don't know what he's out actually doing in a studio tonight, because if I had been so humiliated to the degree that he was, and, and not just humiliated by a Brit, somebody out of the UK, when it came to reparations, I just might have had to take a day or two off, right? And like maybe do a Madonna reinvention. You know, wasn't Madonna the queen of coming back, completely reinventing herself, new look, new hair, new new sound to the music. That's what he really needed to do. He needed to come back with a different jacket on, different style of tie, maybe color his hair, new shades, something. Because this is the level of humiliation. I want y'all to listen to this. He just was so full of himself. And by the way, 
I just I, speaking of humiliation, I, I I'm embarrassed that this man went to LSU. Did you know that? Did I ever tell you he went to LSU? This is this is a stain on LSU's record, by the way. Quite the stain. He was a journalism major, but I don't think anybody would really considers our journalism school at LSU to be, you know, that crack. But anyway, we've got better degree programs than journalism. Don Lemon is the perfect example of that. All right, so here is Don Lemon, <laughs> just so proud of himself. <laughs> asking this Brit woman about reparations. And and from the look of this video, you watched the video. Was was it like, I think I see Buckingham Palace in the background. I think this must have been. There was even like a British Jack waving like on the (laughs) digital backdrop. (laughs) I just love that he thought that he was. the, The gaze on his face just goes completely blank. And the Chiron underneath. Um, the lower third of the TV says royal wealth. King Charles inherits vast wealth of English royal family. Right. So he just thinks that he's just going to embarrass this woman over how much money the royal family has. You can see what he was going for here. And it didn't work out well for him. Skins, please play clip four. All right. All um, right. Well, this is coming when, you know, this, all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism. And they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back and, uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are... You know, you have all of this vast wealth. Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, In Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages. Absolutely. That's where... They should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll continue to, <laughs> to discuss in the future. He so said, he said, oh, thank you. I appreciate it he very much. He did not expect that response. I appreciate it. Yeah, like, like he's thanking a doctor for doing a prostate exam, like thanking Edward Scissorhands for giving him a prostate exam. That's how much he appreciated this woman completely eviscerating him. It's like he had his male parts stuffed in a wood chipper. That's the look on his face. He couldn't get rid of this lady fast enough. And man, did she educate him and the world, by the way. Um, if only those that watched CNN actually cared about truth, right? Actually cared about getting to, uh, the, the heart of who was behind slavery, then they might be actually going to the continent of Africa and demanding reparations from there. I particularly like the fact that she said, Oh, you know, good idea. In fact, let's get some reparations for the 
families of the 2,000 in the Navy who gave up their lives to try to stop slavery. How about here? Uh, my family, my ancestors, I'm, I grew up in the Deep South. My, no ancestor on either side, my, mama's side or my dad's ever owned slavery i don't know how many of my of my family though might have fought in the civil war to end slavery where's my reparations right hat tip to her brilliant job for calling out the stupidity behind this gonna quickly go to the phones our man it looks like our man disaffected mike i know he's got something good to say against don lemon well don lemon in 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 a sense uh don lemon uh in, in the yiddish uh parlance the putts (laughs) <laughs> so, okay. True. so yeah right he is i mean but like i was telling mr potato skins uh don lemon got scorched last, i saw the segment and don lemon got scorched um because he understands the real truth of it is that african peoples enslaved other african people mm-hmm. they were the beginning they they hunted them down sold them to white slavers mm-hmm. from europe where it's all where it all started and and uh, Arabia, where where it also started, and then let it proliferate around the uh, around the world. Uh, the problem with Don Lemon is is that you know you as you said you think he would take a day or two off to kind of get his head together, you know whatever you know shake some of those rocks loose. The problem is Don Lemon has no sense of humility or shame. He no. doesn't care. No. He knows he know he and his ilk know what the truth really is, but they don't care. Why? Because they make their money from the grievance. And the Good point. The poverty pimps. They, the Al Sharpton. They, they need the views. They need the clicks. They, yeah. He needs to perpetuate this nonsense all the time. That's why they're just rampant liars. They don't care. They don't care about any of this. He'll, you know what? He'll probably just brush himself off, and he'll probably touch on the subject again in a in, in a week or two. Right, and because you're be right, disaffected, Mike. You don't care because they don't care whether they're lying about uh, lying about CRT and claiming that America is systemically racist. We're the only country, by the way, that literally fought a civil war to try to free black people from slavery. Okay, greatest country For that sure. ever existed. But they're also lying about COVID. Continue to lie about COVID. Continue to lie about the shots. Uh, continue to lie about the election to the degree to where they are the weaponized doj is literally throwing people in jail in a gulag um because they don't they question the outcome of an election that is proven to be uh to to have been stolen gotta leave it there disaffected mike appreciate you calling in because i got right. another caller waiting I'll, uh, always glad to have you uh speaking of elections Troy's on the line and he's got some comments uh that has to do with the election and and i think he's predicting a red wave in november hey troy i'm predicting a red wave hello by the way hi i'm predicting a red wave if the republicans would just get off their duff and do one thing I mean, you don't need to worry about the border. You don't need to worry about inflation. Those will just be icing on the cake. When Virginia went republic overnight because they told them they weren't their kids, why are the Republicans not on that like a pack of wolves on a three-legged deer? Mm, Good point. Good point. That, I mean, they, you're talking about the blue estate. You're talking about Bernie Sanders. As one of their uh, senators, and they turned immediately when they said, they're not your kids anymore. All you got to do is say, oh, yeah, they're your kids. We're going after the FBI to find out why they're calling you uh, terrorists because you care about your kids. They're your kids. They don't belong to the government. 
they do belong to the government right now because of the whole school system. But you, if you go after that and tell them we're putting the, uh, you know, we're going to vote to put the uh, cameras, the mics, so you can hear what's going on, and then you can attack the other points also. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's one of the things I said to Peter Navarro earlier, you know, we can walk and chew gum and, you know, we don't have to be, you know, solely focused on uh, the economy and, and the border because those are gimmies. Those are gimmies right now. Those are the top two issues for the voters. And we're, we're solidly doing well with the voters on that, no matter how much Don Lemon and others want to lie. Disaffected Mike is right. They, they lie. That's what they do. The gaslight. They, t- they prey upon the low information voters. But it's all the other yep. things as well well that actually even attracts the independents. Uh, they actually could be going into the Asian community. It was the Asian community in San Francisco that got an entire school board recalled over education crap going on. And that was in hardcore right. Democrat uh, San Francisco. We've got entire areas of Texas where Hispanics are, are leaving the Democrat Party because of the crap going on in the schools and particularly the transgendering of yeah. kids in the schools because that is not in line. Yeah. Let me tell you, the Latin community is not on board with the Latin X crap. They're not on board with five-year-olds being chemically castrated behind parents' backs. We've got a whole lot that we could be doing and instead what we've got is Lindsey Graham deciding to revive the Roe v. Wade and try to introduce legislation to, legislation to centralize abortion when we're, we're supposed to understand that it's back at the states where it belongs. Now we find out today, I heard today on Charlie Kirk's show, that uh, Mitch McConnell has pulled any advertising for the Blake Masters uh, race in Arizona Senate race. And so it's yeah, it's it's as though that. they just it's it's as though they really they like staying in the minority because then they then they can just run um, treating us. They, they want to Don Lemon us. They want to stay in the minority and then and then think they can convince us that if we just, you know, give them money and once they get back the majority, you know, they're going to do the right thing for us when they never have the plan to do the right thing for us. Otherwise, they would when Trump was in office. So what we've got to well, do. Is what, of McConnell, but right. I'm telling you, if you just tell them, tell parents, we're giving you your kids back, yeah. your kids, you, uh, watch what will happen. Well, but nobody's doing it. No, um, there there's some races of people doing it. It's also another reason why we've got to also pay attention to local races. You need to be getting active. You need. I was I was I'm not happy that in San Diego we had over 140 races where Democrats were running unopposed. OK, that's behind us. It's too late to run for office, but you can actually go and work on a campaign. You and even if it's not here in San Diego, if you want to help support Blake Masters, get on the phone and, and support Blake Masters. Look at key races around the country. We've got to start getting local we've got to be paying attention to who's running for office at the local level support those we've got to be working polls we got to be paying attention look at what arizona did if they hadn't gotten active shown up that same day of voting with carrie lake overwhelm the election attempt one of the things peter navarro said was that the jared kushner and the traitors in the biden and the trump administration let the election get close enough to be stolen we can't do that and we've got to we've got to no. help we've got to help get that red wave. We can't sit back and just assume it's going to happen. Troy, got to leave it there. Thank you so much for calling in. We always appreciate your calls. Uh, yeah, the kids are a huge, huge issue that that nobody's really talking about. At you the don't want to anger level. parents. No, no. 
And one of the reasons why, you know that this is a winning issue for the GOP, Troy's right, when the DOJ comes out with a counterterrorism unit to go after parents. That's because those parents were, were, were regaining ground back from the cultural Marxist. That's when you know you're over the target, right? And we need to continue to be talking about that. Who besides DeSantis is really talking about that, right? I think Trump did in his rally this past weekend. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of kids... AOC has come out and said that people just can't have kids anymore in the United States of America. That's why we got to have all these illegals, because you just can't have a kid here in the U.S. Yeah, she said it. Stay tuned. She's as dumb as Don Lemon. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, just a couple uh, fun listener emails here. And by the way, you can, you can we've got a 24-hour hot, uh, hotline, 844-814-5227. And you can always email me at andreakayshow.com. Um, got an email here. Watch moonshiners make gasoline out of alcohol during gas shortage. Moonshiners on YouTube. I'm going to have to give that a licky. Because that sounds interesting. I love that. That's American entrepreneurship yes, and the American is. spirit, you know, um, right there. So I absolutely love that. Um, got another listener here who says, oh, I guess I think this is in response to my question last hour. If, if you got one point three billion dollars, what would you do? And she says, I would buy the biggest piece of land, fix it up and save as many critters that one possibly could. Uh, they would have a slice of heaven. Glad you're back and sounding good. Thank you so much. I love that idea. I am always watching uh, Dodo, or I think it's called the Dodo. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and oh my gosh, re- the, all these videos of dogs re- being rescued. I would have a whole backyard full of rescued doggies. Cats, not so much. You and I are on the same page. Yeah, cats, not so much. I don't think I need to rescue any kitties. But uh, I love that idea. Um, I have another uh, interesting, I, I don't know if we've got time to get into it tonight, but I saw this on Instagram. I thought this was an interesting kind of cultural question, and it kind of stumped me. And I wanted to throw it out there to you guys. 888-344-1170. Here's the question. Believe it or not, it came from, I don't know if you guys know who this is, Randy Spelling. He's Tori Spelling's brother. Never got an acting career off the ground, even though his dad is was Aaron Spelling. He's now a life coach. And this was a question he put out today. If you could do anything, the sky is the limit, and you know you couldn't fail, what would it be? And I can't really think of anything. I've I've stretched myself a lot in my life and tried things in spite of fear and fear of failure and um, like scuba diving. Um, And so I'm sitting here thinking, what would I do? What would I do knowing I couldn't fail? What would it be? You know what? I didn't think I had one. It, it, my, literally just a, a childhood dream of mine flashed before my eyes. And if it was absolutely certain I knew I couldn't fail, I think I have the answer. What's that? Be an astronaut. Hmm. No, that, I that's, love yeah. outer space. Yeah. I have since I was a boy, still do to this day. I have no desire to go up into outer space. I'd be there cheering you on as you went up thinking. Yeah, everybody needs a cheering section. Yeah, yeah, everybody needs a cheering. No, yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in doing that. Um hmm, I can't think of what I what would I 
if you could do anything, the sky is the limit, and you knew you couldn't fail, what would it be? It, it has the tone of trying something, right? What would I try to do knowing I couldn't fail? I got to think about it. You know, I actually uh, never thought of myself as an actor, and I um, auditioned and got hired to do a movie where I had to show up and actually act (laughs) and was told when I got there that um, I had to do it in like one take and I was scared to death and I did it. So I feel like I've kind of pushed my boundaries. I've got to think of what else if I couldn't fail, maybe run for president, maybe run for president. Maybe that's what I would do if I couldn't fail. I don't know that I really want to be president of the United States, um, but it would be something that, yeah, I don't know. I got to think about it. If you could do anything and you know you couldn't fail, what would it be? I think you should run for president because your Probably. VP pick should be Phil Hirsch as VP. <laughs> Interesting thought. I'm going to continue to ponder that. 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in on, if you could do anything, the sky's the limit, and you knew you couldn't fail, what would it be? Um, all right. Uh AOC, how do I transition from that inspirational, thought-provoking, you know, cultural, you know, life, life-pondering question to AOC? Um, maybe, maybe the answer is if you could do anything and you knew you couldn't fail, what would it be? Get rid of AOC. Maybe it would be to get rid of all the insane idiots that have no business mooching, leeching, sucking the life out of the taxpayers who are pushing for the demise of this country. Maybe that's what what I would want to do. Here is AOC trying to justify the invasion at our southern border by claiming that capitalism keeps you from being able to have kids skins please play clip i don't know the number here take a look at it there are and it's not just japan and south korea but there are quite a few countries that are really struggling because young people because under the burdens of capitalism and under living under a society that's increasingly concentrating wealth among the rich we're not having kids and or we're not having kids at the same rate and we actually need immigrant populations to help balance things out. We can't continue to fund Social Security, Medicare, all of this stuff without immigrants. And it's always been that way. Don't act like this is some new trend or anything like that. It has nothing to do. She's what a maroon. You know, the fact that people aren't having as many babies as they used to doesn't have anything to do with South Korea. Okay, it's it's, what was she said, South Korea and where else? Uh, Japan and South Korea. It has to do with decades now that they've attacked the family decades now that they've that they're attacking genders. How is anybody supposed to have babies when they can't even decide what a woman is? When they're destroying what it means to be a man. Right. Who are all these who are all these lesbian couples supposed to have babies from? When you deny science, when you destroy families, when you create, and and by the way, the economic conditions we've got right now to where it might make sense for somebody to go, you know what, I can't afford to have a kid. Right now, who has destroyed our economy? Who's got us on, on where we don't have any baby formula on the shelves and nobody can afford to fill the gas tanks? It's the Democrats. They create a crisis and then go, oh, gee, now the solution is we got to we've got to add to the crisis by bringing in in the last year and a half, two million illegal aliens who are either coming here to traffic kids in fentanyl or coming here to leech off of us. That's who we want to procreate. Complete insanity. All right. Um, looks like Troy's back on the line. 
Or is Troy on no, the Troy line? No, Troy passed along a message to me. Okay, now He's this... a very simple dream. Oh, now this is an answer to yes. my question, which was, if you could do anything, the sky's the yep. limit, and you knew, knew you couldn't fail, what would it be? And what's Troy's answer? Troy's thinking very small, but simple. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. wants to be able to crush every form of socialism around the globe. Just a simple man with a simple dream. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. You got you guys want to chime in on that? And and it and it could be something like if if something you've always wanted to try like I don't know, um ice skating, right? Or or um what's it called when people jump out of planes? Skydiving. Psychos. <laughs> skydiving. Could be skydiving. Or it could be an astronaut with me. It could be anything. 888-344-1170. I just like to keep my feet on the ground, okay? I bungee jumped once. Again, I've asked you on air. Have you ever mm-hmm. done zip lining? I've done zip lining. I've done bungee jumping. So this is why I know I'm best keeping my feet on the ground. Okay. When I bungee jumped, you could have held a gun to my head, threatened to pull the trigger and not scared me any more than the moment. And by the way, they had to push me because after I got up there, well, I didn't want I didn't want to go. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to count to three. And at the end of three, I'm going to give you a little shove. And I was like, one, two, push. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right we're gonna take a skinny tiny little break you want to weigh in on that if you could do anything the sky is the limit and you knew you couldn't fail what would it be you're listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show so uh my question uh, tonight was if you could do anything the sky's the limit and you knew you couldn't fail what would it be and a listener uh, texted me and said I would be a concert viola player that's a great idea I hadn't thought about anything in the music realm although I don't have any music abilities I mean it's got to be somewhere in the realm of re- of realism I can't play an, an, an old boyfriend of mine tried to teach me he was self-taught on the guitar tried to teach me how to play uh, you know it was, it was humiliating it was embarrassing uh, my nephew is self-taught on the guitar. But, yeah, both my uh, yeah. kids play guitar. Uh, one of them tried to teach me, and uh, yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah. Um, hmm, what else would I try to do besides be an astronaut? What else would I try to do? Hmm. What would I try to do? If you could do anything, 888-344-1170. If you could do anything, the sky is the limit, and you knew you couldn't fail, what would it be? Yeah, I still stand by my astronaut thing, but I think I'm like you. I, I, you know, I've always been fascinating by filmmaking and the acting process. I think I'd like to do something in in cinema. Okay, um, like like direct a movie. Direct a movie. Okay, interesting. Maybe if I didn't didn't think I could fail, uh, maybe audition for American Idol. <laughs> Although y'all know, I think I've tried to sing on this show. Y'all know how bad I am, but in my head. In my head, I can sing well. That's the thing, right? In my head, I can sing well. All right. We have Sean that uh, has an answer to this. Oh, all right. Well, welcome to the welcome to the Andrea K Show, Sean. What, Sean, what say you? What is your answer to if you could do anything? The sky's the limit, and you knew you couldn't fail. What would it be? Spy. Ooh, spy. And who would you want to spy, spy on? Who would you want to spy on? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everybody. <laughs> okay, okay now we got to keep a G. Don't go, cre- don't go creepy on a shot. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, like international spies, somebody who could just get in there. But a, a good spy, you know, someone who could come back and tell the truth once they figure out the information. 
That's a right. great yeah. idea. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'm ki- yeah, I'm kind of on board <laughs> with that. Who would I want to spy on? I would love <laughs> to spy on Christopher Ray. I would love to go. spy on <laughs> Merrick Garland. Spy on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who else I'd love to spy on? I'd love to try to be a little fly on the wall in the Obama household. Right. Because there something tells me, Sean, something tells me that that's not exactly a match made in heaven any more than it was a love match between Bill and Hillary. You feel me, Sean? Wow. Ouch, mm-hmm. ouch, ouch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, whew. yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I want to also comment on um, 24. Oh. Over, oh, sorry. Hey, twenty-four. Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Skins got this one. Twenty-four. Over Breaking Bad. Bad? No. Over Breaking Thank Bad. You, my friend. No, no. Have you seen both? Have yeah. you seen both? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe twenty-four. All the way back. All the way back. It's. I gotta say, sorry. I sorry. am at a loss for words, Sean. I don't know if I would have well, taken a call. I don't know. I would have taken a call if I had known you was going to weigh in and go against me. Future spy that cannot fail going 24 days. <laughs> All <laughs> right, Sean. Night. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. That was a little challenge that we had about what show was better. It was, yeah. Breaking Bad or 24. I am obsessed with Breaking Bad and including the follow-up Better Call Saul. You love 24. Neither one of us has seen each other's show. So we had to put it out there to y'all. Maybe that's better. something we, sh- we, we should do. See the other show and come back and uh, see what we think. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Kiefer Southern. Who else is oh, in the I show? Oh, I love Kiefer. Who else is in the show besides him? Uh, depends on the season. He's usually he's the only character. I, I thought that it was only on one much, season. Like, I thought it was only on one season. The like, 24 was on yeah. nine seasons. Nine seasons? I dude, I can't watch nine seasons of anything. Well, give I, the first season a go. I can, yeah, I'll I'll give him one season. Uh, maybe two. I can't do nine seasons. You watch of one anything. season of 24. I will watch the first season of Breaking Bad. <sighs> Yeah, I can't do nine seasons of anything. That's what, and usually what happens is like I'll hear about a, a show being really great, like Downton Abbey. Everybody was in. By the time I hear about it, it's like four seasons in. I'm like, no, no. It wasn't until somebody in my family who knows me better than I know myself was like, okay, you got to watch Breaking Bad. You, I know you, and I know you're going to absolutely obsess over this show. And I did. By the time I got to season four, I sat, I went home one weekend and did nothing but watch season four because I was like, at two episodes in, I was like, I have to, I have to find out what happens or I'm going to want to kill myself. I will say this, they both seem like the show, not having seen Breaking Bad, where once you start, you end up binging like an entire season. Well, we'll see. I I promise you, I will watch one episode of 24. You watch uh, one season of 24. You're going to want to watch this. You're going to watch a season of Breaking Bad. Okay. I don't know if we've got time to get into this story. Um, we're going to save it for tomorrow. How else are they planning to control your body and violate your Fourth Amendment rights involving your automobile? We're going to share that story with you tomorrow on tomorrow's Andrea K. Show. Thanks for being here tonight. Thank you to my guest, Peter Navarro, and financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, and our callers. Love you so much. See you all tomorrow. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.